For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Stephan. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Stephan. Hi, welcome to another episode. It's been a while. Yikes. Yes, yes. happy 2020, everybody. Yes, happy 2020. Happy New Year. Yes, a lot been going on. Glad 2019 for those that made it out. Congrats for those, uh, you know, that couldn't make it with us into the new year. You know, rest in peace. You know, thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the time. Because I think for all of us, uh, we've lost someone dear to us in uh, 2019. Yeah, and not to get off topic. So, yeah, so I lost an uncle and basically in the beginning of December. And it was kind of interesting. Rest in peace, Uncle Johnny. He did what you call almost like an open funeral. I don't even know what it was. It was like a pre. He knew he was going to pass, so he had enough service before it. Yeah, so he had this thing called an open house. So what he did was invited. He knew he got the the news that you know he had he was terminal and that he would not make it to new year's and he'll be lucky to make it to christmas so in the beginning of december we all were like okay let's go see him and then he had this thing called open house and then he just invited everybody he had the hospital bed in the middle of the living room and he had this thing for 12 hours long where friends and family came in with food and drink and people just said goodbye and then he everyone that came in he had a story to tell so he had a story about when he was used to babysit me and then he had a story of a friend he knew in Brooklyn and then he met the friend again in California it's kind of sad but at the same time it was dope because you were able to say goodbye to the person when they were alive Mm -hmm. and then you really got to tell them how much you love them so Though it was sad, it was very interesting, and I was very grateful to have experienced something like that. And then when I kissed him goodbye, like he knew, and I knew it was the last time. Yeah. So that was pretty dope, and I never experienced like that. So, yes. So, you know, our our rest in peace to all those people who did not make it to twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I had one particular guy who was, um, you know, rest in peace, Johnny. I uh, met him a few times, you know, during family reunions, family visits. Uh, really nice guy. Really, really had seemed like everything ahead of him in life. Uh, even though he was older, but still, he had seemed so much years ahead of him. So this illness was like kind of sudden. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to send a rest in peace to a gentleman who I met online mm-hmm. um, while we were working on Aiden's bill. Um, yes. He had to share his experience out in Washington. His name is John Barkley. His daughter recently passed away, Ducky, um, yes. in November. Actually, it was on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd follow him on Facebook. He and I conversed a couple of times. I actually called him um, to, a couple of times as well. We talked, and it was just like, you know, a father to father, you know, with uh, ailing children. We we bonded on that fact that, you know, we're like on this mission to, you know, heal our children, help them as much as you can, we can, and, you know, just kind of leaned on each other and just kind of inspired one another to keep going. 
you know, and sadly, um, when I found out that his, you know, Ducky has passed away from a rare illness, it just, you know, kind of hit me at home, you know, thinking like, you spend so much time with this child. I mean, for parents who have kids that are, you know, basically who are not going through any real illness, you know, you could take your eyes off from them every now and then you could, but when you have a child that's, you know, going through something, it's like your 24 hour alert. Yes. Like every ounce of you, every energy, every thought process, all of it. It's not like a moment doesn't go by and you're not thinking about that child. And um, for them to go and it's like, wow. It's like something just ripped from you and it's like there's a void. And, you know, you're kind of stunned. And I know for him that, you know, the two months seems like an eternity. But yet it's still, the pain is still there, you know, losing that child because... You know, that's what you were giving your every day to, your every waking moment to. Um, and then they're not there. And it's like, now what? You know, what do I do next? Yeah, so also I was telling them about what the father was doing, something similar to we were doing. And then the, yeah, well, that's how the, we got in the yeah. conversation was the fact that he had created a bill out in Washington where the same scenario we had issues where you know, he had to go pick up his daughter from the school, take her across the street, um, give her CBD oil, and then send her back to school. Uh, he had created a bill where they would be allowed to have CBD on campus or cannabis oil, period, uh, on campus. And he was the kind of one that uh, helped me with that bill. Um, he shared some of it, what they put together in Washington, which I created and uh, for Aiden here. Yeah, so basically he gave us the idea and... You know, yeah, he gave us he gave some points that helped us. Uh, he had gotten his rejected twice, I believe, his bill. So he had to go back to the bill a couple times to revise it, and then go back and uh, resubmit it. He resubmitted it currently, and then also he's doing a uh, what you could call a basically a scholarship uh, in his daughter's name. So you know, shout out to John. I promised him. I said, look, dude, I will do a shout out for you and your family. You know, rest in peace, Ducky. But you know realize that 2020 is like you is to do or die in a way without saying die but it's like you know if you have any goals or aspirations or something to do you know why not 2020 make it happen yeah make it happen so that's why tonight i said osiris we gotta do another podcast yeah we have i i personally have to apologize because we haven't been able to get together to do it <laughs> yeah. because there was so much going on uh between protest that I had to attend uh, with Aiden because it was a no protest in Albany I went with Aiden then uh, school issues with you know his exemptions then we were going through some other things that you know Nina and her bright idea having us sign up for a PTA uh, so that's taking our time too as well and then you know the usual stuff during life just, yeah just life is fatigue and you know you know, when you get into a routine of something, then you do it. I think we kind of, kind of got out of the routine of doing the podcast too. Yeah, well, yeah, because there was so much going. On. By the time you get home, you're like wiped, <laughs> yeah. and uh, dealing with Aiden and this Common Core thing, just working with him academically, that's exhausting. Because while you're working with him, I gotta take up all the other like that's you know things that are going on around the house has to be maintained. So it's just like there's no rest. Yeah. There's no sitting down. No, no one person is just sitting around doing nothing. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And like you were saying, so we're, I try, we try to 
do a lot of academic work with Aiden at home. And it's not just doing homework. It's a lot of other things in addition to the homework. So sometimes by 8.30 and it's time for podcasts, and we're just white. Yeah, you'd be lucky just to look at each other. Like uh, Sometimes we're sitting in front of a TV set and just out cold before you know it's (laughs) 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, where did the time go? It was just 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You're gone. But uh, we're going to be back, and we're going to continue it. Uh, because I feel that it's helped us a lot, too, in communications. Also, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback for those who get a chance to listen to us. And they're saying, you know, keep up the good work. You guys are, you know, really helping us. It's giving us insightful. It's funny. Uh, whatever it effects that it has on people, they are enjoying listening. And so we will continue. But there's going to be some serious topics that we're going to get into because it's life. Life can be serious sometimes. <laughs> very, very, very serious. Oh, yeah, that's right. I realized why we were, because we were house hunting for a while, too. So that kind of, like, took over uh, us as well. I think we saw over, like, 60-some-odd homes <laughs> in a matter of two and a half months. Two, yeah. No, three months. Hold on. Because we started in the end of August. So September, October, November. Yeah, so you figure about almost 10 homes a month. And these are on the weekends, mind you. So yeah. we were seeing like three to four houses a, a pop every weekend. Every weekend. And that's not including holidays. And then you went away um, to see Uncle. So there were some times. And there were moments where I had to go see homes on my own. <laughs> yeah. So just to people who are listening who are not from New York. So we're in um, New York. We live in Harlem. And we were predominantly looking at homes in Long Island. Yeah, predominantly Long Island. This is a suburb um, outside of New York City. So we saw it all. <laughs> uh, and I thought I knew Long Island because I I lived there for quite some time. Went to school there, uh, graduated from Nassau Community College, graduated from Hofstra, and also lived there for like about fifteen years of my life um, after college. So I thought I knew Long Island, but not until we started job search. I mean, home searching there, I realized like, wow, there's some parts of Long Island I did not know that existed. And there are some homes out there that's just like should wow, not be sold. This should not be sold. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a hit or miss. <laughs> it really is. And then the price, the price oh, for dumps. It is. You know what's crazy? I just read somewhere about an average between I think seventy to one hundred thousand people every year leave New York, or is that monthly? Either way, it's a crazy number. <laughs> Either way, it's a crazy number. People are leaving New York, but then. They're not stating, well, how many are coming into New York? Because it doesn't seem like it's going down. No, it doesn't seem like... And the rents are going up. And it seems like it's still crowded. So it must be kind of equal, the amount coming in and coming out. Yeah. It seems that way. Anyway, I don't know the stats on that, but... I would love... I got to do the research on that because it's it's costly, too, because people from the city are moving into Long Island and other areas... And they're buying the homes at what they're asking for. Oh, yeah. And or more. Of, and, and more. And, but it's already high to begin with because <laughs> it's overpriced. I mean, granted, the rates are low, so people are jumping on it. But because they're accustomed to paying so much in New York City, for them to go to Long Island, out in the suburbs of Westchester, whatever the case may be, they'd be willing to pay that amount because to them it's like, oh, I'm saving. Exactly. So you have a lot of bankers and people making these very high salaries that you're competing with for homes. A friend of mine, she's trying to live in Westchester, and she says every time she makes an offer, somebody comes in with a cash offer. You're talking about a cash offer for like seven k, 700K 
it sounds like an investor, but there's somebody who's. Oh somebody. yeah, it probably is, but like that people. But still, are, but still, somebody's paying for it. Somebody's paying for it, cash. So what's gonna happen next? Are you to a certain point? Do you move out of the state and then travel in? So your commute's gonna be what anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours, or do you live out of? Yeah, you know I mean, do you live in the city for a couple of days out of the week and then move out of state? So you have two, you know, you have two homes. People can't afford that because the city you're paying about three k a month for a two bedroom. How can you afford that and a mortgage out I, somewhere else? Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out an answer because it is outrageous. I mean, both our incomes together still it's just like what. And if we were anywhere else, we'd be able to live comfortably. Yeah. And have money in the bank and the cars. But here it's like you just scrapping just to to keep it together. <laughs> exactly. So then. When it comes to um, searching for a home with a cup, like say me and you, it's, it's signed also within that we have our differences. Definitely. I have my taste, you have yours. He has his taste, I have my taste. So, yeah. That's, it's become very difficult. Yeah, if you're looking for a home, <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to get on the same page with that because, especially if you have two different styles, two different <laughs> interests needs wants desires it's you got to figure out do you do you have wants or do you have needs which ones are most important to you and collectively come together like okay let's narrow it down because for you you want a cape cod i'm okay with a colonial you want <laughs> okay so let me explain myself so a cape cod home is a home that i grew up in which means that they have at least two bedrooms or a bedroom on the first floor and then they have um a, a, a upstairs area which typically is either unfinished attic or two bedrooms on top yeah a colonial home it will be no bedroom a true colonial home will have no bedrooms on the, on the first floor. floor so again the differences come in um, I work with elderly and I've seen elderly people ha not able to go to their bedrooms because they have stairs to enter their bedrooms. So that now they have to move out their homes because it's very hard to access their bedrooms. Um, I got healthy knees. Osiris so doesn't see that. I don't. I have healthy knees. So I go up and down and I look at, for, I look at it this way. That's exercise for me. To go up and down the stairs, I mean, we currently live in a floor for a walk-up. One flight, I don't think it's going to kill me. Okay, so I'm looking at the future. Now, I am too. <laughs> if you're living at a home for 20, 30 years, right now, you could do stairs. But God, like, I work in a hospital, so basically I see the worst of life. Okay, I see accidents. I see strokes. I see heart attacks. I see day-to-day -day things that could just happen, and your life can change. So just because you can do stairs now doesn't mean you can do stairs tomorrow. <laughs> so. I'll be, I'll, I'm, I'm riding on the fact that I'll be taking those stairs. So Keep yeah, so healthy. this is the thing. You have two people that think very differently. I, I don't know if you want to say I think of the worst and he thinks of the best, or, yeah, I'm, or I'm just a realist. Yeah, but I do not want to live in a home where I have to go upstairs every day to reach my bedroom. I just don't. I think we're just going to have two separate rooms. You and I are going to have to live in two separate rooms. But that's fine, as long as they're on the first floor. I, I'm fine if it's my mind on the second. So that's another thing. A lot of the homes were, that he liked were that... All the bedrooms were upstairs. Were upstairs. He ate uh, Dewis Osiris. 
has an elderly mom. She cannot do stairs. How could she stay with us? Well, pull out couch. A sofa bed. <laughs> this this solutions for everything. You know, and and knowing my mother, she's not gonna stay. <laughs> She'll come and visit, hang out for a while, but then she's like, "All right, I want to go home." She's not the type to like want to stay at your house all the time. She wants to feel comfortable in her own bed. She, that, that's how she is. She wants to be in her own bed. Well, she likes fine. her own clothing, her own food, things like that. I got it. So I think you know this is where differences when you're married and you have to make a huge decision. A lot, a lot of factors that can come into play, like how you were, how you grew up, what examples you had. Um, say, I lived in a Cape Cod, so I guess that's all I know. I never, I never lived in a colonial, even though my bedroom was on the second floor and I had to do stairs. Yeah. But knowing that there's rooms on the first floor is a comfort. Well, look for me. I mean, I've lived in an apartment building all my life, so I can give or take. I've lived in a one bedroom. And just lived in a three bedroom. So for me, I'm flexible in that, but at the same time, it has to be moving ready. Because I've uh, come here from we go with that. No, it's not a here we go with that. No, it's we the can, truth. We can talk prefer, about it. That's no, fine. But that's what it is. For me, I, I prefer a moving ready home that everything's been taken care of for me. I'm not doing anything else to the house. I have what I want. I'm good to go because I don't want to spend. My, you know, my weekend is a DIY, a do-it-yourselfer. Do I'm not, I'm not the handyman. I'm not building <laughs> any shelves. I'm not putting a rack together. That's just not me. I done it. I can do it. But if I'm paying all this money, why am I going to do those things? What I want Osiris to understand that New York doesn't work that way. You have to have a lot of money to have a moving ready home. And... What's a lot of money though? Like millions of dollars. Really? So I've seen some good homes though. They're gonna go very fast. They wish they have. No. Which we've lost. So the, the realistic is that these homes in New York are not gonna be moving ready. Most people who who have bought homes in New York had to do work to their homes because the amount of money you need to put down for moving ready is unrealistic. Or someone's gonna overbid you. That's the thing. You end up one way or another. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay regardless. It depends. But I'd rather pay up front in the sense that hey, I'm saving. My time is valuable to me. I'd rather spend that time with Aiden, spend it with you, or spend it doing something valuable as opposed to putting our house together piece by piece because the previous owner didn't have the resources or the or the time to you know take care of those things that need to be taken care of, like a hole in the roof. Or uh, maybe some molding, or maybe hey, I, you know what? I never upgraded the bathroom or the bedroom. I mean, and so everything's different. I mean, it, that's the thing. Yeah, everybody has their. This is the thing. This is this is kind of the roadblock we're having, and we're just kind of putting it out there to you guys. Well, it's not a roadblock. I mean, we're still looking. Yeah, we're still looking, but as I'm looking more, the prices of homes are actually going up, and. The ones well, that we could afford are moving ready. and Or not moving ready, yeah. sorry. Well, the the, things we have, the reason why it's moving fast is because the interest rates are low, so people are taking advantage of it. But they're paying some high prices. Though. Yeah, they're paying, yeah, it's really high prices. Now, my concern is this. What happens is a downturn. But the thing is, these people are not going to, there's always they're a They're not downturn. thinking about that. They're not thinking about that. Because the thing about it, most people, are you're going to be in the home for 
30 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. they're not, they're going to be downturns, upturns, downturns, upturns, and you kind of ride with it. Like a wave. Like a wave. Yeah. I, smooth wave. <laughs> yeah. Not everything's all smooth, but I figure we, we keep searching. I, I I put it into this universe when that moment, when we find, when we see it, we'll <laughs> know it and we'll be ready for it. Plus, there's also all the other things that you got to do before you start looking for them. You know, you got to start checking out your finances. Make sure your credit score is up. If your credit score is not at a certain level and you want to get leveraged, start pulling up your grade, uh, your scores up. So you got to put time into doing that. And everything is not bang, bang, bang. You got to have things in place before you do it. Like everything else. Like marriage. Like, you know, having kids. Put things in perspective and just, you know, set your goals. I think for the most part, we still have to figure out where we want to live. It's not just a matter of, hey, Long Island. That's, Long Island's pretty big. Like, where specifically, you know, what type of community we want to be part of? You know, are things within walking distance, or do you got to keep driving to get to places? Uh, the school system, for us, we already know. School, school system's system first, 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 first and foremost. foremost. And what usually happens when you want to be in a good school system. You're paying high, high tax. You're paying through that neck. I've seen taxes anywhere between 14 to 25. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's, it's, it's scary. It's scary. I just met a gentleman who's selling his home in Jersey. He says he pays about twenty six thousand dollars in taxes what and he has no kids Wait, all his kids are adults now is he gonna be able to sell that home yeah he, uh, he's actually you know he's actually a pretty penny for it and he's looking to downsize because he says the Wait, house is 20... a five thousand is a five thousand square foot home just a home is not including the lot itself but, but is he gonna be able to sell the home with taxes that high <sighs> that's an interesting question because he also made some renovations that were not listed so when they do, that will cause the taxes to go even higher. Oh no, he's so, screwed. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a tough call. But he's putting. He, he might be able to get it only because that he's putting. He's upgrading everything. Mm-hmm. He's making it move in ready. To me, that is just aesthetic. Is vanity. To me, that move in ready concept. Because honestly, <laughs> no, sorry. This is my opinion. I We said we're going to... I said I we're going to talk okay, about Go for it. Go for it. To me, that's not the most important thing if it's move-in ready. Because no matter what, you're going to end up doing something to your home. And your home is going to be a cash cow. No matter what, how it looks like when you initially buy it. Yeah, but for me, look, where I grew up, things didn't turn pretty. There were, there were some ugly places. So even the place where you, you walk home, you like... You feel defeated. You're like, I live here? Like, oh my God. Yeah. So you don't feel inspired to do anything unless you feel inspired to move out. You're not going to feel inspired to change anything. You're inspired to like, get me the hell out of here. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. So something you said to me a while back really resonated with me. What's that? When you there was said, a lot of things. Yeah. Was it nice? I hope. It wasn't nice. It was. It was. It was neutral. Okay. <laughs> so it was fine. So it was basically, it was just kind of. I was trying to understand where you were coming from, and because there, there were homes that I wanted, and you were like, no, and and I was like trying to get to see where was the root of this, and where is this coming from, and trying to figure out what you, what was going on, like why the pushbacks, yeah, and your how your psyche was going, and you said, well, Nina, I came from a certain 
place. I don't want to go back there. I don't want a mess. I don't want my home to look a certain way. I want my home to be. I don't. You didn't say it. I can't remember your verbatim, but it was something on towards the lines like, "I want a nice place. I don't want to live in a in a messed up place." Yeah, it looks a certain way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, granted, I don't know if I did. I miss. I, I didn't. No, no, no. You're right. Cause okay, where I grew up. It was nice in the beginning when we were young kids, but I barely remembered. But as I got older, late teens, it started deteriorating. Mm-hmm. It started falling apart, you know, because it was an apartment complex, so the landlord didn't invest. So then you started seeing demographics started to change. All these started to change. So now you got some empty apartments, broken window, drugs, the whole nine yards. So you could, I watched the deterioration. And I said, you know, if I ever get an opportunity to get my own place, I make sure it's a nice area. I make sure. I got grass or I got, you know, something to look forward to, to come home to that I say, this is my home. This clean, it's just perfect the way I would envision a home to have a peace of mind where you're not looking over your shoulder. You're not looking at some broken glass. You're not looking at some abandoned cars or strange people hanging out. You're like, mm, I'm uncomfortable. Granted, that's a you know that's a Cinderella world or that's some make believe, but I've seen it. It does exist. But why would I want to move away to only end up in a place that I don't want to be? When I'm working, I have a job. You know, I have the income. I have resources. I can avoid that. Why would I want to go towards that? Yeah. So that kind of resonated me, and I had to like take a step back when you told me that and kind of digest it and see. Because uh, we said in a um, previous podcast that we grew up very differently. So I had to like take a step back and kind of think about that and think about where you were coming from moving forward when we were looking for a home. Yeah, I was kind of shocked because I saw where, where your home. I thought, I'm like, she's in families in the burbs, nice home, got a car in the garage. Didn't have that experience. So I wouldn't know how to relate to that. Mm-hmm. Because again, I've lived in an apartment all my life. So... I thought that you wouldn't want to live in a home where, you know, I'm just there because of school, so it doesn't matter what this house looks like. Because what you didn't realize that my home wasn't, when I grew up, was not moving ready. Uh-huh. It was only a two-bedroom, one-bath home. It, did, it was a fixer-upper. It wasn't a moving ready okay. home at all. So so your parents took so a parents took, they, they just wanted a home. Mm-hmm. They wanted to move out. They were living in an apartment in Left Rock City. And my mom said that it was um, had roaches. So, oh, I can't. So she was like, she was done. <laughs> she just wanted there. a home because a lot of times when you when you live in the a, a a place with like it's multiple apartments, no matter yeah. how clean you are, everybody else is not the same. One person next to you is not. They travel, so yeah. she was just like, she just wanted a home. And it wasn't moving ready at all. She said, you know, you should have seen how it looked. It looked horrible. They couldn't, my parents could not afford people to paint. They had to paint it themselves. And years and years gone by, then they were able to do it. My home is, my parents' home is nowhere near glamorous. The The neighborhood is okay. Um, you but know. you got to understand, though, in comparison to where I came from, it's, it's a definite step up. Yeah, but it's not a big home. At any means. But again, you did you or did you not have your own bedroom? Yes, I did. Okay. 
You you got that experience. Exactly, but that's right. different from having a moving ready home. Okay. Like we're when neighbors that we're looking at are that we're looking into are nice neighborhoods. Mm. They're not neighborhoods that are drug ridden like we live in now. <laughs> well, well, I mean, so no, I mean, there's some places in the suburbs have their you know their drugs yeah, hidden, but it's but it's not out. Like we live, okay. Is it, we live. Well, no, actually, no. We can't say that because it's not like we see people out here, you know, shooting it up, smoking it up. What? No, I mean, <laughs> what? Dude, no, 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 no. If you go certain amount of uh, blocks, you may run into it. Certain amount. I have yet watched anybody do anything outside of block. Maybe I've seen the people after they used it <laughs> walk around on cloud nine. That's something different. That's something different. Okay. After, but to actually see them using it out in the open. No, I haven't seen Okay, that. I've seen a guy uh, urinate with his okay. with his okay, you see private that. part out exposed. It's and my city. son has it's, to see it, that. It's the city. So it's not like we live in a nice neighborhood. Understandable. Understandable, but it's the city. You're surrounded by millions and millions okay. of people. I, I get that. And so, there's you as you've been watching the news lately, there's a few that are off the rocker. Yes. You know, they've been let out of the institutions. And also remember they're opening up a number of methadone clinics here and too, I, it, so that doesn't help. It doesn't help. That's why, so I, you wanna, got people that's why from, I wanna get out. Yeah, so these are not your common residents. These are people from other communities. So it's a mix. Oh no, that guy that I told you about, he's our Oh, he's a regular He's okay. a regular homeless guy we see every day. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> he had to go real bad. He had to go real bad again. But that's another story in <laughs> But going back to the point, okay, I get the idea. But that was back then. They settled for it. So the question is, do we have to settle for that? It doesn't... I think... I'm not saying we have to get a dump, a total dump. Well, that's but, what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. I don't think so, but I do And a money think, pit. Yeah. Those are the two things we're worried about. But dump and a money a pit. A home is always going to be a money pit, no matter what. No, no. There's money pits, and then there's like, you are sucking the life out of me every time I turn around. I don't I don't know if that's going to be avoidable, but I guess we'll see. No, it's avoidable. Then, but then that's saying, you know what... I know I'm going to run into this dead end, but I'm going that way. Why? Like, why set because yourself up? Because at the end of the day, you have a home for yourself. You have a home for your family to come to. And 30, 20 years down, it's going to be worth way more. See, but then it's not a home. It's an investment. So you're looking at it as an investment. If you, yeah. I mean, that's the only way I... The, that's the only way I've seen it. As Everyone who's bought homes by a family is as made has made up for it. Mm -hmm. So they bought a home for, and it's always been an investment for them. Okay, been an investment for them. So what happens when they sell that investment and they're looking to find a place? They can't, they can't even stay in their own community. <laughs> they can't even stay in the same town because it's overpriced now. It's like that money they made, they can't even live there anymore. So now they got to move out of state. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they could leave it for their family and they could sell it and they can have whatever they, they could do whatever they want with it. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do want to move out of state. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do when they retire, we'll move to Florida or whatever. Yeah. but Okay. So if we're going in with the idea that this is not a home, but an investment, you, you we have to separate the two. Yeah, that's true. You, we have to go in with the idea. Okay. This is a business decision. We're doing it for business. So the first care of business is that we get him into a great school. Yes. We are working to get this home up to part at some later date. When he's done with school, we're not staying. We're looking for other places to live, and we're going to sell. 
Yeah. So don't get comfortable, basically. Yeah, I think the way I was, I was talking to my brother the other day, he and we were talking about how uh, a family member is buying a home in South Carolina. And we just said, you know what? New York is not a place where you're going to say, I'm going to get my dream home and it's going to be all nice. It's just not realistic. It's a place where you get a place to lay your head and there's enough room, but you go to work. That's yeah. it. Because you're not going to get your dream home here. They have jobs. They have work for you. You'll find work in a tri-state area. Don't get me wrong. But it's not a place where you're going to like, I'm going to build my dream home. No. It's ridiculous. Too expensive. The reality is it's a storage room. It's a storage room. You have a place to lay your head, go to work. Yeah. That's it. And do it all and over again. do it all over again. again. Basically, yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> the, that's the reality of the New York um, real estate. If, you, if you're not rich. Oh, I'm sorry. Wealthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it doesn't got to be definitely well off. Or inherited some uh, some building or home, and you don't have to pay anything. Because I, because my my uncle was showing us pictures of his home. Uh, he's gonna buy in South Carolina for like sixty seven k because he already has the land. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "There's no way we can get anything. with even with our down payment of hundred k plus, our two incomes of over a hundred k plus. It's still not enough." Well, not in New York. I not mean, New down York. South Carolina. Down we, South, South Carolina. South but, Carolina. We could have paid that off already and uh, bought land on top. Exactly. But, however, the job situation is not the same. Yeah. It's definitely not. The lifestyle. The social the services are not the same. What social services? We don't use social services. Yes, we do. For example, Aiden gets free lunch, free breakfast, free after school, free door-to-door -door busing. Yeah. If he was in the South, we'd be finding a way to drive him to school. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, definitely would have anyway because it's just a bunch of dirt roads. But they have busing. I mean, yeah, but not door to door. No, no, not door to door. You got me at some dirt road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I get that. that yeah, I get. so we do get this. Um, many people who move to the South with any ailments, they said that the health care, like the, system, the is system is not the same, the promptness. Um, so We're spoiled in New York. We kind of spoiled in certain ways. You know, even though it's expensive. But we pay for it. And we pay for it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's not really spoiled. We pay for it. We our pay tax for it. So, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But I just wanted to point out, like, when you're married and you have a kid with... Even that's a challenge. It's a challenge, yeah. So when you're married, one, big challenge. Two, you have a child's special needs. And you're trying to look for a home. It's a lot. Yeah, communication is uh, yeah a, it, a big thing, and you have to see where the person's coming from because, but though we like to change and not remember the past with how we grew up, it always comes back. Oh yes, it does. And you think you don't think so, but it does like, have a huge impact on your daily decisions. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. I've, <laughs> a lot of things I noticed. But that's in another episode. But the truth of that is this. We need to get on the same page. Yeah. But we need to understand, like, from what angle are we coming from? Because a lot of times emotions get involved. Mm -hmm. And so it blurries the lines. Um, past experiences also affect any decisions that we want to make. So we just need to figure out, like, okay, here's the parameters. This is what we're going to work with. Give the information. Here's your input. What are your thoughts? But it has to be rational. It can't be just based on emotion. It has to be rational. And I, I'm just speaking for myself. Like, if I am going to give an input about something, it can't be from an emotional standpoint. It definitely has to be rational. It has to be logical. And also has to look at all avenues. 
Because we're all going for the same goals, correct? Yeah, so for the same thing, I see for myself, sometimes I get the whole emotional, and it kind of almost like a vanity comes in, because I, I get... Vanity? Yeah. This is okay. what I, yeah. So basically, I'm like, wow, everybody in my family owns a home except for me. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with us? And that plays a part. Like looking at what other people have. That puts a lot of pressure. I don't think you understand. Yeah, and that Stressful. puts a lot of pressure and stress on the relationship. So mm-hmm. sometimes I have to fall back from that. Cause, but it's, I do think about that a lot. I'm like, what are we doing wrong? There are people who make less money than us. and They have those things. They have those things. But, and I have to fall back because like, that's not everything. Yeah, but maybe that was their focus only. Like that's the only thing they wanted. That was it. We have a number of things going on. Exactly. We have to think about Aiden. You think about his school. We have to think about our stress levels because it, it. it's just us doing everything. You know? Yeah, you got to look at the other aspect too, our commute. And plus, we have doctors specifically working with Aiden that have been a benefit to him here. Mm-hmm. So that changes. Now, you have to take all these things into consideration. So that makes it really stressful. And I think that also holds us up. From making any yeah, further decisions. Exactly. So right now we do, in a positive, we have a sweet deal. Um, Aiden has door-to-door busing. That, I, that, that's good. But I think it's the fact that he has some great relationships in his school. We have great supportive cast around us. Yeah, exactly. So we have a lot of support here. And a lot of things that are positive here too. So it is a lot. Yeah, we would be giving up a lot if we decide to move. But at the same time, we know we can't stay. We can't stay. <laughs> so, so it's like that's that's kind of I think that kind of has been a lot of stress on us. Oh yeah, it's been really stressful. It's been really hard for us. Yeah, yeah. You you've been pushing the envelope. You know that, right? Yes. You admit to it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it, folks, live. Yeah. She actually admit to something. Because like some days I just can't take it. Some. Most. Well, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be honest. I thought you were gonna be out in the open with it. Yeah, because like for me, it's that we have basically a one bedroom. It's a bedroom and a half. We just use the other room for our work. I mean, if we wanted to, we could literally clear this out and put a a, a wall bed <laughs> that folds up or something. Maybe even an air mattress that would fit in here, but do we have to deflate it? <laughs> But the question is this, why have the additional room? What would, why would we want another bed in here? Because I sleep on the couch. You choose to sleep on a <laughs> no, couch. No, it's not a choice, folks. It's not a choice. I cannot sleep with you two because I don't sleep. I'm a, I, I'm a light sleeper. You know what? Once a month, that's all I got to say. So you, <laughs> you're okay with being on the couch, which is fine. I figured eventually if we were to... Get a home with multiple bedrooms. We would have our own bedrooms. Yeah, that's fine. Because I sleep differently than you do. I like the window open. You don't. That's fine. I like cold sheets. You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like heavy blankets. I don't. So, yes. Those those don't work. So, I totally get it. Like You like space. I, I like to cuddle. I love space. I love to cuddle. So, yes. <laughs> Some issues there that we got to work through. So, and... Um, it's, it's an interesting dynamics, but at the same time, <laughs> yes, help by not making it more stressful than it already is, because I think about it daily as well. Okay. Put it out there, so don't stress me. That's all I got to say. 
because I like to keep it in sometimes if I'm stressed out, but I know it's wrong because it pours out in other ways. It'll come out some other way. So it becomes almost like a passive-aggressive type of behavior. I try to avoid it. So give me room. If there's something you want to talk about, fair enough, let's talk. But the outbursts or the, uh, I guess, pushbacks on this, like, unnecessary conversations, like, okay, it's coming from somewhere. It is. Yeah, if yeah. you're not honest with it and coming straight out and just say, look, this is what's on my mind, and you just acting in a certain way, I'm going to reject it, and I'm going to walk away. Okay. I get it, yeah. No, I have my outbursts, and I have my days where I give a lot of attitude. So... <laughs> it's not right and a lot of it stems from frustration frustration with work frustration with aiding situation frustrations in our marriage frustrations in our living situation yep just all kinds of frustration all kinds of frustration so and it does come out oh good to know and but I'm, you do you do know what the end result is that I distance myself I avoid you I'll avoid every. I just. I just don't have the time because I have things that are on my mind. Because one, two people have been uh, let go from my job. Yes. Secondly, I got to commute. Third, I have to get him ready, get him straight, so he can go to school. Mm -hmm. And then I have to also make sure that I put things in place so it makes your life a little easier when you come home, and you have them for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So. When you do these things, it just piles on to already stuff that's going through my mind. And I'm going to figure out which is most important to me to focus on. I will cut off whatever attitude, whatever behavior you got going on, I will cut it off. I'm just like, I don't even see it. In fact, I'm ignoring it. But the problem is this. If I ignore that, you're attached to it, so I'm going to ignore you too. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you want. Mm -hmm. Because I notice when I do do that, you you get even more amp. Now you're like definitely trying to get my ear. And I'm like, I gotta go. I got. I'm gonna walk outside. I'm gonna go get something to do. So if you got something going on, just say, Hey, look, you got a second? I just want to throw something out there. Yeah, I mean it's daily, so I, I, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, so you want to talk every day? <laughs> every day. So I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm helping get Aiden ready for the bus. Then I deal with... Can we change the morning routine? Could you not ask 10 questions in the morning <laughs> as soon as you wake up before coffee or anything? Okay. I, yeah, just one question. Just ask one question, get the answer, and let's just get the day going. That's fine. We can play music or something happy. Yeah, please. I, I hate anything. Motivational speech. Hey, we can make a sermon in the morning. That's I fine. Don't. But I do work. I have a very stressful job, and I work with very kids with a lot of needs. I don't sit down. I'm on the go all the time. Then I rush out of work, take an Uber. Hopefully, I make it to the bus driver so she... I, I understand that. So yeah, you're, so I have so a you're go, 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 I'm day. going go all day. So. so There should be some downtime then for yeah. your energy. But that's what I'm asking. There should be in your mind some downtime. But it seems like you're go, 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 and I'm going to go after him too. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> let's relax. Remember, I do stay with Aiden. So he's restless sometimes. So do think that, hey, he might be keeping him up too. He might be worried about him too. He might not be sleeping as well as he thinks he is. Because remember, you're in the other room, so you have no idea. Oh, I know, because that's why I can't sleep with you guys. So then why are you stressing me out then? 
some people need to be stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so anyway, so I think. Let's Yo, start. seriously, this is why men drink. And if you heard of the term "mommy juice," mommies drink too. No. Or do cannabis. Yeah, we could. I do cannabis. Yeah, it helps. That helps a lot more because I the zone out. The cannabis helps more. Yeah, because yeah, especially when I have to listen to you, I zone out. I just, like, <laughs> just let you keep talking. <laughs> you know, I already had like fourteen different thoughts to go run through my mind, and sometimes I just don't think about anything. I just hear your voice. I'm like, I'm like, wow. And after a while, I have to look at you. I'm like, holy cow, you were saying something. So nice, <laughs> but it's. I'm sorry, it's, but I think it does help the relationship because then I'm not arguing with you. I'm not fighting. Yeah, it's with you. better. Yeah, so it allows you to get. Because I mean, for the most part, you just want me to listen, right? You really don't want me to respond to anything. I don't know. It depends, but it sometimes I want you to respond. Sometimes I can't tell because you. <laughs> for me, if you're gonna tell me something, if you're gonna talk to me. Just to give you a hint, tell me in the beginning what it is, or tell me in the beginning, look, I'm not looking for you to solve my problem. I'm not looking for you to give me an answer. I just need you to listen. Because then that allows oh, me to prepare like myself. Oh, precursor type thing. Yes, yes. Okay, because fine. then I, it tells me what kind of mindset I need to be in, because there's moments when I want to check out. So at least if I know that I'm just there to listen, I'm good. But if I'm... because as a man, my first thing, if I hear you telling me something, problem solved. Every man wants to solve the problem. Because they feel that's a role. So, hey, because so, they're not going to sit there for 45 minutes to an hour and hear you talk about something with no solution. It's just absurd. We feel that it has to be resolved, but we also understand women just want to talk about something, talk it out, and let you come up with your own solution. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you know though, it's I'm setting a clock, no more than twenty minutes. I have a short. All time right, to folks, let's wrap it up. No, I'm just serious. I'm just I'm just putting out there twenty. I'm minutes. not doing a clock. I'm doing it. Oh, you not? Oh, hey, I just put twenty minutes and just go ahead. Just let me know what you think. It's not fair. You see what I'm dealing with, folks. You see what I'm dealing with. No, seriously, as a man, it's not fair for a man to sit there for a whole hour. I never talk to him for more than 15 minutes, guys. It may feel like an hour to him, (laughs) but I never will talk to... I don't talk to anyone that long about one topic, so... Really? It may feel like that to him, but it's not. Okay, so we're going to... If he put the time, he'd be like, oh, shit, it only was 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it may feel like that, but it's never that long. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'll be like, look, it's not. It's no more than ten minutes. No more than ten minutes. It's gonna be fine. I'll basically psych myself for it. Deal. Deal. Okay. All right. So let's wrap up this episode. Yes, guys. Again, happy twenty twenty. Let's look forward to a great year. Um. Make everything count. That's it. One That's day at a time, but make it count. I think it's 2020. Let's try to have some guest speakers on this. Yeah, sure. Sure, let's do that. We'll think about it. I, I know a few people who could actually reach yeah, out. Yeah. It would be great. 2020. I know someone had um, reached out to me on Facebook and said if I would um, have some guest speakers, um, like my family, family members. 
Well, we would have to set it up. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put it out there where we're going to say, oh, well, I'm going to have this person or that no, person. No, 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 but I'm just saying what she said. She but, said that she was looking dude, forward to that. Yeah. Okay, we could do that. We would have the structure in a way. I guess we would definitely, s- we could select topics to talk about or just basically just do it off the cuff and make it around their relationship with us. Yes, that's what they were saying. I think so. I, yeah, who she wanted. I get that. You know, from whoever we've been dealing with who's been supportive, whether it's the doctors, whether it's a uh, local politician or people that we've actually been in, uh, I guess, in a relationship that's helping us with around Aiden. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that's something to I, think about for a new year. Yeah, stay future. tuned. Stay tuned. We'll definitely let you know when that's going to happen and who's going to be our first guest. Yeah. All right. The first episode for 2020. Yes, finally got it done. Thank you. <laughs> it's a wrap. And yes, guys, thank you again for your patience. And we do apologize, but we're going to keep this up, okay? Ciao. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong and stay empowered.